The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome back to the MRP. Thank you so incredibly much for joining. And I just feel like I've been having a lot more conversations with people and with you guys who have found me and found my Instagram and and come across, you know, me and my lifestyle through this podcast, through this platform, which I wish I could express in words, one, how freaking cool I think that is, uh, and two, how grateful I am for just the opportunity um, to be able to share my thoughts and my education and my background, my experiences, share that with so many of you who are benefiting and gaining and even just learning one thing from listening in. And I just seriously wanted to thank every single one of you for tuning in, for joining uh and just making the most of this for, for both of us because I love coming on here every week. I love just being able to share, like I said, my thoughts, my experiences, you name it. But I love it more so because I feel like I am kind of having at least a small impact on the lives of my listeners, if you will, and I uh, wanted to express that gratitude. So thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. And if you are new here, welcome. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast. My name is Deanna, and we are doing all things health and fitness, but we are taking a turn and putting a mental you know, spin on things, a mindset spin, if you will, for many, many topics that you know, come up day to day, week to week. I am an online health and fitness coach. A lot of these topics are things that I have conversations with uh, quite a few of my women and my clients every week and things that I want to just share and express. So like I mentioned when I started, we are all things mindset. And the reason for that is because as you guys know, and as any of my listeners know, the mental side of things is what allows any sort of physical progress, any sort of, you know, whatever it is, your your weight loss journey, your career journey, your lifestyle, your this, your that. I mean, yes, we are focusing on health and fitness, but if you are able to put in the mental reps, pun intended, you're going to be able to show up and live a life that you maybe never thought was possible or live a life that you envied in others. And it really does come down to, you know, flexing that discipline muscle, flexing your brain power, your willpower. And that is entirely what today's episode is going to be on. So we are going to be discussing instant versus delayed gratification. And I really wanted to have this conversation. Um, I've been wanting to have it for a while. And I think I I do talk to the people around me about it quite a bit uh, because I see it so often. I see it myself a lot and I see it in the people that I work with just day to day. And honestly, even a lot more so and kind of spiraling with the, you know, younger generation and anybody listening, you guys are going to probably roll your eyes and be like, are you kidding me? Like, yes, I'm 23. I am the younger generation. I get it. I am, you know, very new and beginner to just all things life experience, but I really do mean it. I think the the younger individuals, the people coming up right now, um, they've got it rough. And I, I have a younger brother who he's 17. Um, and I really do feel like that, you know, instant gratification type of mindset and way of living, uh, is even more prevalent in the way that he thinks and the way that he does things and the way he approaches life. And I really do feel like it's probably just going to keep getting worse and worse, um, as the younger generation continues to kind of come up and, and through the society that we have now. And honestly, like it's really no fault of his or anyone, his age or anyone younger than him. Like 
the more we live in a world of, you know, technology and technology continues to grow and we are so socially connected and like, we're just, we're so reliant on all of this, like high speed, nitty gritty, like everything that, I mean, of course, it's really only natural that as a human race and as a population, our patience is going to be dwindling. And it will continue to dwindle until it is practically nothing. I mean, you guys can recognize it in yourselves too, right? Like if something is taking, you know, 30 seconds longer to load on the internet, you're like, oh, my Wi-Fi is not working. Like I know I catch myself doing that all of the time. Or if like a text message is, is taking a little bit longer to send, it's like, oh, what's wrong? Like, oh, I have terrible service right now. Like just having a, taking a step back and really looking and diving deep into that, like, wow, holy holy shit. And again, I know I'm only 23 and I'm sure the people older than me and my parents and their parents and so on look at me and they're like, you don't know how good you have it. And then I look down at the younger generations. I'm like, you don't know how good you have it. It's going to continue to spiral. And I'm actually smiling as I talk about this because it's crazy. It is, it is so, I mean, just think about like from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, how many things you can do and accomplish in your day instantly like the click of a button, the tap of a link, the, you know, whatever it is, you plug in any address ever anywhere and your GPS in seconds can tell you exactly how to get there. Like it's freaking wild. And it just, it is so crazy. Of course, obviously, as that continues to grow, our, you know, ability to wait for anything or to play the long game with anything is going to continue to get less and less and less. And like I said, the more you are relying on it, the more you've never seen or experienced anything else, the more that's going to be just your natural response and your natural reaction is to want things now. I put in this, I want this. I did this, I want that. Like instantly at the click of a button, at the tips of your fingers, all things ever. And it just, it's not going to work for anything major in life, right? Your social media, you can tap a link and you're on someone's you know Instagram page, woohoo. Your career, you don't tap a link and you're like, oh, I'm now the CEO. Bet. That was easy, right? Like there's no staple that was easy button for the things that matter most in life. And a lot of that is not going to be applicable when it comes to instant gratification. It's going to be a lot more of that delayed side of things. And I don't think, like I said, a lot of people really understand the benefits of delayed gratification. And I mean, here I go again. I promised myself I was not going to do this every episode. Talk about sports, talk about gymnastics, but like, oh, I freaking, I so mean it. Like when you play a sport or you participate in something, anything, it really doesn't have to be a sport. Obviously I have a sports background, so that's where my brain goes. But when you participate in something that requires you to put effort in day in and day out again and again and again and again and again without like with literally no, absolutely no return on investment for a while. When you're required to do that, it builds something. It teaches you. It it solidifies the importance of that delayed gratification and quite literally shows you over time, whether it's forced or not, how important that is. Because you are constantly required to work towards a goal. You're constantly required to put in work, put in time, put in effort, put in hours here, days there, months there, having absolutely no idea or understanding if, when, at all, ever, you are going to receive a return on investment. You have no idea. But for some crazy reason, you keep showing up. 
you keep doing the thing. You keep going to practice. You keep practicing this. Me, gymnastics, I keep falling on my face, falling on my back, falling like over and over and over and over and over again with the hopes that maybe one day, eventually down the line, who knows, I will master the skill that I'm attempting and more so that my hard work, my effort, everything I'm doing will hopefully eventually lead to something victorious later down the road. You have no idea what that is, but playing sports and being forced into that kind of environment, at least for me from a very, very young age, allowed me to just understand that's the way shit is. And I am so incredibly grateful for that because if you were never forced into seeing that, you would never know it. So it's kind of like that ignorance is bliss thing, right? If you never had to show up for something day in and day out with no idea of if it's going to pay off, if you never had to do that, you don't know that that exists. You don't know that that style of work ethic or that effort is is even a thing. It's even possible. You just, I click this button, this shows up. I do this, then I'm there. Like it's so instant unless you were taught and learned and kind of essentially forced into a delayed gratification type situation. So that's kind of where my background in this comes. And again, why I feel like at the ripe old age of 23, I have the whereabouts to even talk about this. Um, because it, I am super young and I, I, I grew up in a very technology-based era and it will continue to grow and be that. But I do have that other side of things, that other perspective um, that I do want to shed a little bit of light on for everyone who has not been in that type of situation. So, and, and it really is, it's kind of hard and I'm going to do my best, but it is hard to put into words what that feels like if you've never been involved in it, because like to be like, oh, it's hard. Oh, it sucks. Like you kind of, you turn on this other alternate side of your brain that just kind of says like, just do it, just do it, just do it. Autopilot, go, 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 go. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, Um, but it is a skill. And I think it is something that we all should at least actively be trying to learn and trying to turn on that side of our brains um, because it is going to be honestly quite detrimental between your success or your lack thereof. So I always try to kind of quantify my thoughts for you guys because a lot of times I come on here with a general idea of what I want to talk about and my thoughts just run loose and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we tuned into her podcast and she was kind of just ranting and yelling and just kind of telling everyone to do the thing. You know what I mean? So I do want to give you guys kind of a solid foundation of of what this topic really looks like. So here we are. We did a little Google search. We did a little uh, searching up on the internet. And excuse me, the I'm actually very happy with Google for this one. I gave Google a little pat on the back. The definition and the difference between instant gratification And delayed gratification can be summed up as such, and this is a direct quote from the good old internet, instant gratification happens when you give in to your desires and get a boost of happy hormones like dopamine and endorphins. Delayed gratification is a strategy for reaching your goals and finding long-term fulfillment. I was like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I could sum up my entire episode on literally those two sentences. 100% keywords here, guys. Instant gratification. One is it says you give in to your desires and then you get a boost, a spike, a flow of things like dopamine, endorphins, the good stuff, the feel good type of things versus delayed gratification. Again, rereading this is a strategy for reaching your goals and finding long-term fulfillment. See the difference there between happy hormones like dopamine and endorphins versus long-term fulfillment. 
Like, holy shit, that, that, I mean, 100%. I could literally end the episode right here. I'm not going to, but that really, really does kind of sum it up. So I did want to break this down a little bit because I don't think anyone listening to this has no idea what the difference is between the two. I think it's very common knowledge. I think most people out there would be like, yeah, I know I get it. Like, duh. And it is, it is very basic information, but I think the application piece of it is where a lot of us are lacking um, and where a lot of us can be, can learn and can build on success, right? Can build on the, oh, that felt good right now versus the, holy shit, I'm working towards that long-term fulfillment Um, and being able to apply the knowledge that I'm giving you today to your life, you'll start kind of racking up the points towards that long-term fulfillment, so to speak. So breaking this down, instant gratification, aka the world we live in right now. You do X, you receive Y immediately. You post a picture, you get likes and comments. You send a text, instant reply. You FaceTime someone, oh my gosh, you are talking to your buddy in East Asia in a matter of seconds after the phone rings maybe once or twice. Like it is insane. It is high speed. It is highly connective. It is highly accessible and it is go, go, go all of the time. And don't get me wrong. I mean, that offers a tremendous amount of benefits on, I mean, so many levels, not just technology speaking, but like there's millions of things that are now possible that would have never been possible before. Medical care, healthcare in general, connectivity, long-term relationships, even like just from the most basic to the most advanced and honestly pretty freaking cool. Instant gratification in the world and lifestyle we live in now is great. But I think so many of us, myself included, really we fall quickly into it and and it becomes so easily accepted because it's easy, right? Like you fall into the, am I there yet? Kind of mentality. When you put in a tiny little ounce of hard work, you fall into the, did I get my promotion yet? Did I get a raise? Did I, you know, level up in in this category? Why have I not gotten this? And it, it gets to a point where you're almost questioning all of the shit that you're doing as if like you're not doing enough because you're not there yet. Right. I deserve to be blank. I deserve to be doing this. Like, am I seriously still doing the the bitch boy effort? Am I seriously still doing this? Right. Because you think you're above it. You think you're advanced. You think you should be doing more than you currently are based on the level of work and effort you have put in. And a little bit of a hard truth here at the end of the day, you really deserve to be absolutely nowhere different than where you're at right now. And that is a very hard pill to swallow, but it's one of those, I forget the exact quote, but I love it. It's like hard work, like, I don't know, like hard work doesn't judge, hard work doesn't discriminate. Like hard work is hard work. When you've put in enough, you will be where you need to be. Um, Actually, I'm going to backpedal a little bit because I, I do understand that I am generalizing that the whole you deserve to be nowhere than where you are right now. Because that that is a hard truth. That is a little bit of tough love coming at you. And I think it is applicable to most. It is not applicable to all. Um, and I actually recently got a few comments on um, some of my posts, some of the things I've talked about in my podcast, just had some conversations um, where about things that I was referencing. And people were kind of you know, countering that with some extreme circumstances or some extenuating circumstances. And I just want to backpedal for a second too and express that I understand these things. I know more than ever, and personally speaking, things that I have never talked about on social media, on my podcast, things I probably will never share. I get it that life is fucking hard. 
I get it. I get that life is not easy. I get that life gives you, you know, throws you curveballs. I get that life is completely unfair and it breaks you the freak down. I get that there are situations that people are in that have absolutely no wiggle room to the point of we should not even be considering going to the gym, considering what is going on. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of what I talk about is like, you know, time management and and the last show that I did, time management, get your butt there, figure out this, right? You're working your nine to five and then you need to get to the gym. There is a very big difference and this is a total tangent, but I wanted to talk about it and it's my show, so I will. There is a very big difference between a legitimate reason and an excuse. Everything that I talk about, that I rant about, that I yell about, that I include in my podcast, my posts, my motivational, whatever, everything, I am referring to the group of individuals making excuses. By no means am I referring to the group of individuals, because I understand there are 100%, there are two sides. I am not referring to the group of individuals with actual legitimate reasons. Okay, if you are working a nine to five, you are a single mom, you are then picking up your son from daycare, heading to your second job in order to pay the bills, then you're doing this. Then are you, am, am I sitting on here on the show tapping my foot like you didn't get to the gym today? No. What the fuck? No. And I would hope that everyone out there kind of understands that point too. That would be the most ignorant, naive total 23-year-old self of mine being like, well, you can find time. Like, no, you can't. You can't. And I get that. I 100% get that. And nothing that I'm talking about today or any other show or any show moving forward in the future is referring to the situations of extenuating circumstances where people are dealing with life so far removed from health and fitness. Okay. Again, a difference between an excuse and a legitimate reason. Everything I talk about today with instant gratification and how to kind of work around that and and why it's important is not referencing the individuals in extenuating circumstances. Okay, so I just want to kind of clear the air on that a little bit too because I don't – I know every time I talk and every time I get on here, it's a lot of tough love. It's a lot of do the thing. It's a lot of get your ass in high gear. But if you're in a situation where get your ass in high gear does not apply – I'm not sitting here tapping my foot saying, what the heck, they're not listening. You know what I mean? Like there's such a difference there. And I really did want to just kind of share that. So anyway, we're moving forward. Instant versus delayed gratification. That's my little tangent for the day. We will get back on task, back on target. Um, I don't even remember where I was. Ah, yes, we were going back to good old Google. So I wanted to break down a little bit more. So the uh, release of chemicals in your brain with the quick fixes, instant gratification, right? That dopamine, the endorphins, you name it. Because I mean, it really is, it is scientific guys. A lot of this, a lot of the mental reps, the mindset piece, it's, there's, there's a lot that's going on up there and a lot of it's out of our control, but a lot of it is in our control. So hear me out. You do blank and your body literally releases a chemical an actual response that says, oh, we like that. Yes, more. Mm-hmm. Good. That felt good. Let's do it. We like that. Okay, right? It's releasing dopamine. For example, you eat a cookie. Your body's response, yum. We like this. Ooh, that's sweet. We've got sugars. We can use these. We've got energy. More of that, please. 
Same thing applies in, in the morning, right? You sleep in, you snooze your alarm, you go back to bed. Instantly, your body says, yes, like, thank God. Okay, we needed this. Yep, go back to sleep. Like, it's telling you and reaffirming that this was a good choice, even when we know in the back of our heads, in the back of our brain, that it wasn't, that it wasn't the best choice, right? Again, generalizing things, but you get what I'm saying here. Like situations like this, where you are instantly rewarded with the, this feels good right now type of chemical, nine times out of 10, eh, eight times out of 10, because there are certain circumstances, eight times out of 10, that response is not correct so to speak, right? You're getting rewarded with dopamine for eating a cookie because it feels good to eat a motherfucking cookie. Yes, 100%. Me, crumble cookies, absolutely. Dopamine through the roof. But in the grand scheme of things, is that the right decision? Is that the best decision? Is that the happy hormone? We like this. Do more of this decision. No, it is not. Most times it is quite literally the opposite. But again, we like the dopamine. We like the positive endorphins. We repeat the things that give us that boost because biologically speaking, it feels good. Your mood is better. Your mood is boosted. It's the happy hormone. Like, of course, of course, you're going to want to do more of that. So you continue to play into the acts of instant gratification, giving your body kind of that sense of high every time you do whatever it's going to be. And again, this could be food, this could be social media, this could be, I mean, unfortunately, drugs for a lot of people, it's giving you that quick boost, that quick bump of like, this feels good. And again, going back to kind of that definition to a big part of instant gratification is settling. It's the act of settling or giving in. And that right there, that connotation kind of applies that you are being okay with something less than either what you deserve, either the best or less than what you know you should be doing in some general sense, right? And and a lot of times, like I said, we are well aware of the settling. We are well aware of the, yeah, this is, you know, okay for the time being, right? Like we know what the better option is, the the more helpful option, the more beneficial, the more, you know, this is probably the better choice. We know what that is, but there's a good chance for a lot of us out there, your self-discipline hasn't caught up yet. It may not be strong enough to be able to make that choice. So we settle and we deal with the and prefer, I guess you could say, the quick release of dopamine and endorphins rather than the hard choice of self-discipline and long-term hard work. Duh. This makes sense, right? Everyone's kind of on the same page here. This is very clear as to why we fall into this trap. So now on on the other side of things is the delayed gratification. And, And here's the problem and the thing that I think people struggle with the most. And I always say the people and you guys, and I'm right there with you. Like by no means am I some superhero who can always say no to the cookie because, you know, I have goals and I, I want to like, no, I'm giving into the cookie. Absolutely. I'm sleeping in, in the morning. Absolutely. I just have tackled the balance of that probably a little bit better than most to be able to come on and talk about it and quantify it and give my advice for it. That is not to say that I am perfect, but going back, we've got delayed gratification. Uh, It's so different. It is not just the opposite. It's like the opposite and then some, right? So instant gratification is you're eating the cookie, quick dopamine. You know, if it was like a one-to-one, delayed gratification would be like, eat half the cookie. It's like, oh, okay. Like, instead of eating the whole thing, I could eat half the thing. And we're going to get to that in a second because that is a very, very solid start and a very tangible strategy to implement. But unfortunately, 
instant versus delayed is more like eat the cookie for instant gratification. Delayed gratification is eat the healthy meal for the next six weeks. You guys get what I'm saying here? It's not a very easy choice because there's a huge gap between the two. It's not like, oh, eat the cookie versus the salad. You're good to go for your instant versus delayed gratification choices for the next little chunk of time. It's like, no, you then need to make that decision again and again and again and again. But good news is if you continue to make that choice, like it does get easier. And that is the same thing that applies with anything that's challenging in life, health and fitness, your career, your relationships, whatever the harder choice is, the more times you practice making the harder choice, the easier that harder choice gets. And then all of a sudden, boom, one day it's the easy choice. It's the choice you're used to. It's the choice that you habitually make and you don't really have to think twice about it. So it does take work and that is kind of essentially where I'm at. Like I said, I'm not perfect with anything, health and fitness, life, career, mindset, and none, none of those things. No. Absolutely not. But what I have done is be able to practice it enough to get better at it so that a lot of the quote unquote hard decisions for most people out there have become my easy ones, have become my habits, have become my routine. And I think a piece of that as well, which is kind of playing the long game and and learning how to create more of a habit and lifestyle out of that is also understanding and probably a little bit of experience too, like having it had happened to you before, knowing that the release of of dopamine, the release of happy hormones and chemicals and endorphins and and riding that high, that that high for reaching your long-term goal, holy shit, that is so far superior to the tiny little bump that you get from the taste of the cookie. You know what I mean? Like waking up and realizing six months down the line that, holy shit, I've lost 30 pounds. Like I did it. I, that feeling, that is addicting. That is the best form of like, I can do this. Your confidence is up. Your, you know, self-discipline is as high as it's ever been. Your nutrition, your education, like every factor that could possibly go into you having to succeed is at an all-time high. And like, You can't even try to tell me that the feeling of that, that feeling that good is even a little bit comparable to the crumble cookie that you decided to have last night, right? Like it's not. And here's the problem. If you've never experienced that side of things, you're going to have no idea what I'm talking about. And you'll continue to give into the crumble cookie until we have literally no other choice. And there was actually a really interesting study that was done on this. And I'm sure there's been a million and one studies done on this, but this is the one I was reading about specifically. Um, And I thought it was really interesting and I wanted to share it with you guys because it's not just me and my experience and talking about it and maybe showing you a few examples. It's like kind of going back to what I said at the beginning, it is purely scientific in regards to the way we think and act and respond. And no, you may not be able to entirely manipulate your situation and your current life you know, routines, but you can do small things here and there that will manipulate it enough to help you succeed. And that to me is, is worth it. I, if I were, I'd be like, sign me up. What are they? What, what can I do to help? Right. What can I do to make anything easier? I think that's everyone's goal. So back to the study, they, this was done with kids. I think they said they were in kindergarten. They were young, they were young kids and they were showed, uh, either a marshmallow or a pretzel. And they had to pick their favorite, whichever one they wanted, whichever is best for you, you you pick and decide your favorite. They were then told you can eat this snack as soon as the experiment is done, but no sooner, right? Like don't, don't touch it now. Like as soon as it's done, 
you you can go in on on your your marshmallow your pretzel whatever is your your thing me i would have chosen the marshmallow but whatever the proctor then left the room and told them to wait and there was a lot of a little bit of other factors in there they were given the choice to like be able to tell the proctor to come back in and like then they could have the snack like they the kids were essentially in control of the situation in its entirety they could choose to eat the snack they could choose to not eat the snack they could choose when the experiment was over they could choose to wait for 15 hours like it was really just observation based and the results were actually very interesting bottom line was pretty much this one the kids who were given a toy to distract themselves performed better and and essentially waited longer than those who didn't. So Proctor left the room. They're sitting there with the marshmallow and the pretzel. They were given, I believe it was a slinky, like something to kind of just occupy their brain, their time their, And they were able to hold off on enjoying that snack for a much longer period of time than the kids who were just told to sit there and wait. Okay. So distraction, huge. Number two, All of the children were willing to wait longer when they knew what the reward was. So again, a few other factors in there. Some did know, some didn't, whatever. The kids who knew what the end goal and reward and gratification was, they could wait and hold off longer, right? They're well aware of, you know, X is coming. Okay, I can wait a little longer, right? I got this kind of deal. Number three, the kids' ability, all of them, to wait and wait longer was better when the treats were covered. So there's three huge takeaways from this that can 1000% be applied to every single person's life. So what are they? One, distract yourself. If you are struggling with the I need it and I need it now type of mindset, whether that's with I mean, literally anything, I'm not going to give examples, anything, health and fitness, career, relationships, life, you are constantly choosing that easy option. Distract yourself. Do other things. If it is in fact nutrition, then go outside. (laughs) go, you know, take a walk, go, you know, put yourself in a different environment. If you work from home, do not sit in the kitchen all day on your computer. Like essentially you are, even if you don't think you are making it harder for you to stick to whatever your nutrition goals are in that example. But other things apply as well. Distract yourself. If you are someone who is constantly skipping the gym because of this, or you're constantly getting fast food because of that, in those moments of weakness where you choose to settle, you choose for the instant gratification, distract yourself, your body, your mind, whatever's going to work best for you. And I guarantee you will have an easier choice. You'll have an easier time, excuse me, not falling into the settling side of things. Number two, know what your reward slash incentive is. Know what will come from choosing delayed gratification, choosing to play the long game, choosing to opt for and aim for your long-term goals. Know what those things are. And maybe if that goal is so far in the future, setting up shorter more kind of frequent incentive options along the way to keep you going. If your weight loss goal is 50 pounds, everyone here can agree you are going to be on this journey for quite some time and that's fine. But to be able to constantly play the long game, constantly make the better choice, constantly put the short-term quick fixes out of your head for that amount of time is very, very difficult. I don't care if your self-discipline is through the roof. It's very hard. So instead, setting up small rewards or incentives along the way, every 10 pounds, you go get your crumble cookie, right? You get that quick fix, that dopamine, that, aha, I can do this. Or you go get your nails done, you get a pedicure, you get to buy a new pair of 
Lululemon leggings, like go treat yourself, right? That That is a huge piece of this. And knowing what that reward is and having it be something that you want um, is really helpful in order to be able to play the long game, to play, you know, those options out. So for the kids in the experiment, it was the marshmallow or the pretzel, regardless, so small, so trivial, but for them, it was like, ooh, this is worth it to me, right? If I do X, I'll be able to have Y in due time. Right. If I sit here and wait, I will be able to have the marshmallow in due time. So it allowed them to wait longer. And then step three, out of sight, out of mind, baby. Like if there are things in your life that are constantly making your healthy habits and healthy lifestyle harder, get rid of them. Blindfold yourself if need be. Put shit in different areas of your house, different areas of the kitchen. Like do something to make your healthy habits easier. I've talked about this a ton on a lot of my other episodes, but basically making sure that your environment supports your goals. So for the kids, their goal was to wait as long as possible. What did they introduce into the environment to make that easier? Oh, they covered the treats. They covered the snacks. They covered that, oh my gosh, I'm staring at the marshmallow. My mouth is watering and how much longer can I wait? Oh my gosh, it's only been 30 seconds and they said I can have it when I want. Oh my gosh, you know, how long is that going to last? Three minutes, maybe? Probably even less for a small kid. They're going to have the marshmallow. Why? Because they're staring at it, right? So if you're staring down the box of, I I don't know, Funyuns, there's not a box, it's a bag. They're staring at the bag of Funyuns in your kitchen. How long do you possibly think you can wait until you go and have one? And then two, and then three, and then four, and then we overdid it, right? So out of sight, out of mind, use this as a tool in order to be able to practice the art of delayed gratification. And I guarantee you will have a lot easier success when it comes to your health and fitness goals. So I I guess there's really no solution to this. There is no here, do this and you'll be good to go. And I really do wish that this episode was more so a here's the information, here's the solution, right? Problem and solution that that is a great way to handle a lot of things in health and fitness. But Unfortunately, because this is a lot more of the mindset and mental strength side of things, uh, there is no black and white do this and you will be good to go. So I I do think like anything mindset related, um, you do need to be continuously checking yourself, continuously working on it, continuously figuring out how to not fall into those traps and what's making you fall into those traps, right? What's causing you to say, am I there yet? right? What's causing you to eat the cookie? What's causing you to not follow through on the things that you know in the long run will help you out the most? Um, Because without that self-reflection please self-reflection piece, my goodness, there's really no way to identify any of this. And you can hire a coach, you can work with a professional, you can do it. But until you start to think about you and how you go about your day and your life and those choices, it's really hard to improve on. So I I challenge everyone who's listening to this to kind of run through their day and think about maybe even keep a tally on your your phone or a notepad or something, the amount of times you give in to something of instant gratification and the amount of times you make a hard decision playing into the delayed gratification side of things. And it completely fine. If you are doing your tallies and you get to the end of the day and you're like, wow, okay, so I'm at 15 for instant and I didn't make a single hard long-term success fulfillment type decision today, that's fine, right? We're all going to have to start somewhere. But even doing that and painting that picture and understanding it a little bit better for you personally is going to be so helpful to start to build and get 1% better every day. Instead of 15 tallies, we're going to go for 14 and and things like that. And almost being able to then decide and, and look at 
I'm going to use nutrition for an example because I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with for the instant versus delayed. But if you are constantly giving in and settling for fast food, a quick option, a lunch with a coworker, or a rep brings in this, or you're getting ice cream at the end, you're constantly doing that. I challenge you to look at your surroundings, look at your environment, look at what you can do just like the kids, to improve your ability to not settle and give in to that choice. So the only other thing I really wanted to touch on too is if you are someone who is kind of doing those tallies and you get into the 15, 16, 7, my whole day was just like easy options, right? I don't know how to make a hard decision. I don't know how to do this and it's not working and then I I give in here and then I, I quit. I can't do this. I so strongly encourage anyone who ever, ever, ever kind of gets into that pattern to think for five seconds before you quit, how is this going to help me? Is quitting an act and a choice of delayed gratification? I'll give you a hint. No, it is absolutely not. How in the world, and this is something I for the life of me cannot wrap my brain around, how does quitting on something, quitting on your efforts, quitting on your trial and your error and your understanding and your learning, how does quitting help speed up the process? It doesn't. It doesn't. It delays things further. It takes you a step back again. You have to start the process over and maybe you worked up to only 10 instant gratification tallies, but then you quit. Guess what? We got to start back up at 15 and work our way through it again. Like I can't I can't figure this out. If you are struggling with the, I can't make the hard choice, I quit like this, it's not going to work for me, it's not this, it's not that, I challenge you to go one more week. I challenge you to go one more week of making better choices, of finding areas to improve on, of reflecting and doing, I challenge one more week out of you. See where we're at, okay? Because I guarantee however much progress you make in that week is a hell of a lot more progress than you are going to make from quitting, Okay. So that's my little spiel, my little end of my podcast rant, but there is no perfection to this. There's no quick fix. It is going to take a lot of hard work as it is with anything, but bottom line is the more that you can practice this approach, honestly, the more we can practice this approach because I'm right there with you guys, in our everyday lives, the stronger we become. The stronger we become as individuals, as, you know, human beings in our health and fitness, in our goals, the more you learn to trust yourself, you then build that confidence. Everything starts to get a little easier and a little better. And we start to see the rewards, the incentives, the long-term fulfillment out of those choices. But practice has to happen. Practice makes perfect. It is not going to be easy, but I promise you it will be worth it.